Hello and good morning. It's Thursday, the 15th of March, 2018. In this episode, Tesla improves autopilot, Germany falls in love with electricity, and Waymo puts passengers to sleep in its fully driverless car. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, so first up, Tesla. Tesla have just announced an update to their autopilot system with improvements to auto steer and the digital dash display. This then is sort of an iterative update to Tesla's eventual enhanced autopilot, which strives to bring Tesla's ever closer to level four autonomy. All right, so Tesla have also just announced a price hike to their supercharger network. So if you remember, once upon a time, the superchargers were totally free to use. More recently, however, um, you could only get grandfathered into the free plan if you acquired a Model S or X referred to from a previous or current Tesla owner. Model 3 owners, meanwhile, have never been able to take advantage of the free plan. So what does this price hike really mean? What does it look like? Well, it's, it's not small. That's true. So, for example, depending on the market uh, you're in well. So Oregon, for instance, has gone from about twelve cents per kilowatt hour, twenty four cents per kilowatt hour. California has gone from twenty to twenty six cents. New York has gone from nineteen to twenty four. As a mathematical percentage, these are not small jumps. It's true, but I think the important takeaway is f- well. There's three big ones, right? So first of all, it's important to remember that most people are not in fact charging their Teslas at supercharging stations. Um, most people, by far charge at home or at work. Superchargers are really used primarily for long-distance travels. The second point to remember is that in any event, even with this price hike, charging at a supercharger is still way, way cheaper than gasoline. Um, So, you know, it's really kind of a non-issue. Third and finally, it's uh, important to realize that this price hike is not due to any sort of money grabbing by Tesla. This is not going to be a... Uh, a profit driver for Tesla at all. In fact, to quote the company, um, you know, the price hike for these supercharger stations, they will quote unquote never be a profit center for Tesla. So, really, then, what this is being used for is to sustain the network and especially to grow the network. Currently, there are 1,180 stations around the world, and Tesla plans to roll out close to 9,000 superchargers. So, that's that's a really big deal, and I think that's something we can all get behind. Happy to pay a few dollars <clears throat> to charge a Tesla in order to help build out the entire uh, supercharger network worldwide. So that's pretty great, and um, really there, there's no big issue behind that at all. So Germany has a love affair with electric cars. Um, I actually predicted as much following the big diesel fiasco with Volkswagen two years ago. Um, I anticipated, and I wrote about this in length on Quora, probably cross-published on Medium, I, I would imagine, perhaps even LinkedIn, 
you can search for them there. But I totally anticipated that what would happen is that Volkswagen would do a complete 180 and would strive to become the leader in electric cars, even, you know, with the goal of even surpassing Tesla, um, in the same way that they had become the leader in diesel cars, and indeed the leader worldwide for total manufactured automobile output in the world. So, well, that's what's happening. And it's not just Volkswagen, it's Mercedes-Benz as well. So let's start with Volkswagen. What are they up to here? Well, it looks like they have just announced that they've selected partners um, to invest in battery cells and related technology in an amount roughly equal to 24.5 billion US dollars, that's about 20 billion euros, um, for projects spanning between Europe and China in their overarching goal to reach zero emission cars company-wide. And this is a really big deal because when you think about it, um, don't forget, (laughs) Volkswagen is really Volkswagen Auto Group. We're not just talking about the Volkswagen brand itself. We're talking about all Volkswagen Auto Group product lines. So that's going to include, and I'm probably not going to actually remember all of the different brands off the top of my head. There's just so many. But let's see, in no particular order. Uh, So there's Volkswagen, Audi, uh, Seat, Skoda, uh, the latter two of which we don't get here in the States. Um, Obviously, the top tier brands like Porsche, uh, Bentley, Lamborghini, uh, I could keep going, but those are the, the few off the top of my head here. And so so this is a really, really big deal. So in particular, um, basically the, the plan is that they want to increase electric vehicle production to 16 factories worldwide by the end of 2022. This is really, really ambitious stuff. With respect to actual car models, their goal is to launch 80, 80 new electric cars across the entire Volkswagen Auto Group by 2025. Um, And they intend to have an electric version of each of the 300 different models across the entire Volkswagen Auto Group range by 2030. I mean, just think of those numbers for a second. That's massive. That's really, really huge. Um, And what's really Impressive is obviously this is Volkswagen we're talking about, not Tesla. They've got much, much more money to play with. So it's going to be very, very exciting and indeed beneficial for the industry as a whole to see them really kind of capitalize uh, on this new electric car initiative. Really, really great stuff, this. Similarly, um, on the other side of the state, excuse me, the other side of the country, (laughs) um, Germany. Germany are doing the same thing. They have said that they are going to be investing a whopping well, I say whopping, okay, it's admittedly a fraction of what Volkswagen are doing, but 100 million euros, that's about 120 million US dollars, uh, into a battery factory in Thailand. Um, but I think the overarching picture is what's, what, what's more impressive, even if the dollar figure itself is, frankly, okay, admittedly, it's nothing compared to what Volkswagen are doing, but their goal, Mercedes-Benz goal, is to offer electric versions of every single car model they currently produce by 2022. This will be kicked off uh, next year, 2019, with the first vehicles bearing the EQC. Um, well, I should say the, the, the first vehicle will be the EQC SUV uh, under their new all-electric sub-brand EQ. 
Um, so just a quick reminder on how the Mercedes nomenclature works. It's actually pretty logical. Um, so you've got your various classes of cars, the, the, the sedans and coupes, right? They're, you've got the A-class, B-class, C-class, E-class, uh, S-class. Then you've also got the SUV versions of those cars. So there's the GLA, the GLC, the GLE, the GLS. Well, now there's going to be a new sub-brand called EQ, and so we're going to be kicking it off with the EQC. Um, all but certain, then, we're going to be following up with EQA, EQB, EQE, and EQS. So uh, get used to hearing EQ everywhere. You're going to be hearing it a lot. All right, finally, we're going to close out this morning's episode with something a little bit more playful, but nevertheless quite significant. So Waymo just released um, a video showing what it's like to ride in one of their driverless cars. Now, as a reminder, uh, Waymo, of course, the fully uh, autonomous car produced by the eponymous, fully autonomous company in the sense that it was spun out out of um, Google. So initially, once upon a time, there was Google. They had the autonomous car division that then was spun out into Waymo. It's a fully independent entity on its own. So they've got the Waymo driverless car. It is based on the uh, really quite spectacular reboot of the Chrysler Pacifica minivan. I never ever thought that I would include in the same sentence, cool and minivan. But uh, seriously, as an aside, that Chrysler minivan is pretty damn nice. Um, In any event, this Waymo Chrysler Pacifica autonomous minivan um, driving around totally driverless. There isn't even a driver for backup in the car. And yeah, so Waymo have just gone ahead and released what it's like uh, for passengers to test drive this car. Now, this is occurring, you know, this test is occurring down in uh, Arizona. Um, And what's really neat when you see these videos, okay, yes, obviously it's all cut and edited together to pretty goofy, quirky music, no less. Um, and obviously it's, it's, it's really cleverly edited to showcase obviously the best reactions and obviously to leave out sort of suboptimal reactions. One thing that you might notice though, as I did was what appears to be a somewhat peculiar inclusion of, well, for lack of a better word, totally ambivalent and even bored reactions from some of the passengers, um, there's not one, but I think I counted two, possibly three brief cuts in the video where you see passengers just kind of sitting there yawning, uh, almost falling asleep. Uh, in one case, uh, one of the passengers even just looks totally bored, disinterested, before finally cracking into a smile, which seems to be actually um, spurred on by the other passenger, who may in fact be a Waymo employee, I don't know. This is all sort of a roundabout way to arrive at a really, really important, but frankly, very subtle point here. These are people who've presumably never been in a fully driverless car before. And even with the knowledge that they were being filmed for purposes of publicity of this car, some of some of them were caught, nevertheless, just plain bored, unimpressed. And indeed, even yawning and falling asleep. So this is really important because it shows two things. One, it shows 
that these cars, first of all, really work. And second, it shows that when they really work, they work so well that it actually puts people to sleep. I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek. I'm being really serious here to make a point. So when I first started driving, so my dad who taught me to drive, so he used to race competitively, like on racetracks. Uh, He actually has a first-place trophy uh, racing a Lotus Super 7 back in the day. Um, And along with a lot of driving skill and technique that he taught me, one of the things that he always made a point to say to me was that you, you knew you were driving safely and smoothly, although not necessarily slow, but, but, but safely and smoothly when your passengers would fall asleep. And that's a really good point. Um, as an aside, one really great test and sort of methodology to train yourself to be more smooth is the famous cup of water test where you fill a cup of water, put it in the cup holder, and try to go up a twisty mountain road as quickly as possible <laughs> uh, without spilling the water. Uh, I don't advocate breaking the law. Don't go speeding up twisty mountain roads and especially don't do it with a cup of water. But if you wanted to do it, that would be the way to do it. Just saying. Uh, in any event, putting that aside, that's what I'm getting at here is that these people were sitting in fully driverless cars. Like lit- lit- literally, there's no driver in the driver's seats. They're doing this for the first time. They know that they're being filmed for publicity and they are still falling asleep. This is astounding. So unless they were sort of piping, I don't know, carbon monoxide into the cabin, this is a really telling thing indeed. So hats off to the Waymo team for doing something really awesome. But they're not alone because um, as we've probably discussed already in the past, I don't know, um, Cruise Automation, the once plucky little startup out of the Silicon Valley-based Y Combinator uh, incubator, which uh, into which GM invested $1 billion with a B, they have been developing what is arguably the, well, I don't know if it's better than Waymo's tech, but at least from a practical point of view, it seems to be better because they've got these little Chevy Bolt all-electric cars outfitted with the autonomous car tech they've developed, driving around not massive suburban boulevards of Arizona like Waymo are doing with their Chrysler Pacificas, but rather through the impossibly difficult uh, streets of San Francisco, day and night, including and especially during rush hour. Um, so, so, so yeah, so Cruise Automation, they're doing a really great job with this. Now, however, uh, GM have just announced that they have invested a further $100 million um, because they've decided that these cars are basically ready for prime time. Um, they're going to start cranking out uh, production versions of these fully autonomous Chevy Bolts not for use um, for sale to the general public for individual car sales, mind you, but rather for GM's big push into car sharing. Because, again, don't forget, the whole industry, the whole paradigm for car ownership is going to kind of go out the window more or less uh, in time. Um, actually, I say in time, but really from the from the get-go, because most fully autonomous cars will indeed be for car sharing and for fleet use, not for individual ownership. And um, this actually explains GM's other initiative, which is Maven, the car sharing program currently available in certain cities uh, across the country where you can just sort of use an app, get in, take any car you like, and then return it. And insurance and gas are all paid for, which is pretty awesome. GM is going to take this even further um, with the notion that regular car ownership will be flexible. You'll be able to rent your car out to whomever you like, sort of like an Airbnb for cars. 
Anyway, this is all a really roundabout way of saying that stuff's getting pretty real pretty quick. And seeing what's happening, not only with Waymo, but with cruise automation, thanks to the, frankly, really clever, brilliant foresight of GM investing all this money, this is a very exciting and intriguing and fascinating thing indeed. Um, I should mention as an aside, it's not that GM and, and, and you know Cruise and Waymo are the only ones doing this. Of course, Ford have been making a big push, although with less publicity and fanfare, admittedly. Um, they've been doing a lot of work with their Ford Fusions up in uh, the cold, icy climates of Michigan, where one of the critical, critical problems to solve with autonomous cars is the ability to drive on snow-covered or otherwise weather-reduced visibility road conditions. So, uh, you know, th- th- there's many, many different companies that are obviously pushing forward all this. Uh, Volvo, again, another one. Um, their, <clears throat> their XC90 having been selected by Uber for use in Uber's autonomous driving fleet and so on and so forth. But um, anyway, do uh, take a, about a minute or so out. It's a very short video. Take a minute out. Um, search for Waymo's video. You can find it, for example, on Autoblog. They've got an article about this. Um, so check it out. It's a pretty cool video to watch. And like I said, pay attention to the passengers, <laughs> the ones who are falling asleep. It's a pretty impressive thing. So that does it for this morning's episode. As a reminder, if you liked it, please be sure to share it. Um, share it everywhere. Uh, if you're listening directly on iTunes podcast, please be sure to upload it. Uh, five stars or not, depending on what you truly feel. Uh, and if not five stars, I would certainly appreciate some feedback. Do leave a review uh, if you'd like. If you're listening directly on anchor.fm, uh, please remember you can leave me voicemail messages. Uh, I promise to do my best to respond to each and every one of them. But the important thing is it'll really um, accomplish what I've wanted, which is to make this a really engaging two-way dialogue and not sort of a one-way street, as it were. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Until next time, bye-bye.